What's up, everybody? It's your main man, Kel Breezy. You bring you another episode of Kel's World, 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 World. And on this episode, I'm going to be talking about five. My top five. Movie sequels that was better than the original. And I'm not saying that the original movie um, was bad and it sucked or anything. Well, not all of them. But it's just that the sequel was better. They really made the movie better. The sequel was better than the original. I mean, and if the original was good and they had to make the sequel better, man, they did. That's just awesome storytelling, awesome acting, awesome directing, producing, special effects. Whatever they did in the movie, they just did it better than the original. Only one on this list, original film, wasn't really good. That's why I had gone talk about it first. Coming in at your first at number five. Number first sequel, uh, Annabelle Creation, came out in 2017. Now, this was actually, it was scary, much scarier than the um, original Annabelle that came out. And I was really pissed about it because The Conjuring hyped up the Annabelle doll. So, like, when you, I heard that Annabelle actually getting her own movie. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be pretty dope to see like how this dog got possessed and all this and the other. And I know it's gonna be some real creepy, scary stuff, but um, it, it failed to live up to the Conjuring's hype. It did, man. I, like every time they would zoom in on the doll, you think something happened and nothing would happen. Just zoom in on the doll, doll just sits there looking all weird and creepy. And it failed, man. Like, they didn't really give us much, you know. And it really dropped the ball. But with Annabelle Creation, they took that ball, picked up and ran with it, and scored. Yes. Yes. They scored wonderfully with this. Oh, man. And it gave us some good scares. It even told us how the dog got possessed, you know. So if you haven't seen the film, go check it out. I'm not going to really do too many spoilers. But I will say that Annabelle Creation is definitely worth seeing. Like, and then how it ended, even show it, it showed as a prequel to Annabelle. And then how the movie Annabelle Creation ended, it was, it led to the events of the Annabelle movie. So it's a prequel. So and actually timeline wise, you could watch Annabelle Creation, then Annabelle, then you watch the third Annabelle come home, which is also better than Annabelle. Annabelle dropped the ball. Annabelle creation was scary and it actually had characters that's like and anytime you have kids in a movie and it's a horror movie, especially with possession and stuff, you got a good chance of being a good movie. I'm just gonna throw that out there. And and they used to just show how the dog got possessed and how they manipulate this family with down and out. That's what evil does. It feeds on your fears, your weakness, and it it literally kicks you when you're down. And it plays on your emotions. Like they really thought that they could get their daughter back and live in this doll, but it was a demon. So yeah, that didn't work out too well with um with with the first one. But this one, it really took it to another level, and it showed how the actual girl got. Possessed, she was possessed, and you know, at the end of these possessions, where they end up saving the girl. Mm, nah, not in this one, they didn't. That was that's pretty cool. How they and in this possession movie, you get to save uh, 
oh well, they tried, they failed, but they saved everybody else, just not the girl. And her name wasn't even originally Annabelle. She just took on the name Annabelle Dawn. Can Annabelle come out? The girl that got possessed, she became Annabelle. Can Annabelle come out to play? <laughs> Your soul. I like doing impersonations to change my voice. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It really it brought me back in. It made me want to see more of this Annabelle doll and like what they they go with this story and like the country universe is growing. They have a lot of different spinoffs, like the nun, La La Lorna. I think I said that right, but I probably did. Oh well. If you know how to say it, you say it. Just blur me out. You know. Pause me when I'm about to say it and whatever. But yeah, Annabelle Creation, good job. Two thumbs up. Ah, number four. This one is action, sci-fi, comic book. X2, X-Men United. Came out in 2003. Man, it is just stop and think how far like the comic book movies have came over these years. Like, Let's go all the way back before X-Men, before Spider-Man movies, before Blade. You remember those old Captain America where he had like, a big old bike helmet on and you know, Hulk movies where they would switch out actors, no CGI, and the horrible door, like just bad. But then you fast forward to 2003, X2, X Men United. Now, the first X Men movie, it was not bad. It wasn't. It was a good, good start. It gave us so many high hopes to what the future could be with the X Men movie under the Fox umbrella. It just, they didn't continue to live up to it, but. After X2, it, was, it got a little rocky. But X-Men, it, the first one, they introduced us to Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. Told a good story. And that gave us Magneto. They, they had a good villain in the first X-Men. But X-Men 2, they was united. And they kicked this movie off great with Nightcrawler. And how he tried to attack the president in the White House. That was a great fight scene. How he you know his skills to teleport. I was just teleporting here and there and fighting and kicking butt. Yeah, man. I'm sucks I'm having a brain fart of the villain's name in X2. He was a human and he really wanted to kill all the mutants and find out his son was a mutant. But he was like butthurt because he felt that it was cursed and Professor Xavier didn't help his son. The son, man, his son had like abilities stronger than Professor Xavier. And the, the and it was just, it gave us a Berserker mode Wolverine in the house when they, the house got attacked. Poor mansion. The X Mansion. Stayed in attack or blown up. Wolverine with Berserk. They gave us Colossus. He didn't stick around for most of it. And, and he just and he gave other X Men a chance to shine, like Bobby, Iceman. Of course, they brought Magneto back. He got out of jail. Mystique. You know, so he got to see the X-Men team up with uh, Magneto to help team up to fire free Professor Xavier for being kidnapped. Stryker, that's his name. <laughs> William Stryker, that's his name. That's the villain's name. And we got to see um, just some great Wolverine, too. I'm having brain farts. I'm pissed I'm having brain farts during this episode, man. Wolverine had to fight. But uh, the chick who had the antimanium claws on each finger, like, they were super long. She had antimanium claws like on every finger. Not just three like Wolverine, but on every finger. She was kicking his butt. 
till he like gave her an overdose of antimanium. So that was pretty bad for her. But um, but the thing was Frank was doing how he was getting out information. He would like brainwash like the mutants were like he can inject them with some kind of fluid or brainwash them to tell like their secrets and make them like his dancing puppets. He did to uh, Cyclops and and Cyclops almost took out Jean Grey because she didn't want to hurt them. Right? But knock on the head, I always gets it. So and that's got him. But anyway, this movie it had more the, the scenes were better, the fight scenes, the story. They continue the story. The story got better. It's more entertaining. You can see some character development and growth, especially with Wolverine, because that's who pretty much was always all centering around. Got a little more background history on, though. They was hitting around who Wolverine really was because he couldn't remember. And we found out in the X-Men Origin movie, Wolverine, why he lost his memory. The Antimanium bullet. Yeah, he got shot in the head with one. The Antimanium bullet. And couldn't remember nothing. Didn't kill me. Couldn't. Lost his memory. But anyway, X2, like I said, the X-Men first one, not a bad movie. It's a good, enjoyable movie. Brian Singer was doing good. Did better X2, and I, the way it ended, it gave us so hope because you can tell it was setting up for the Phoenix story next. One of X-Men's greatest stories. One of the greatest tales. Ah, X2. I, I, this is probably my, out of the X-Men movies, probably one of my favorites. Besides Days of Future Past. Yeah, this is part of my second favorite one. Yeah. It's better than the first one to me. So if you don't agree, I don't. I mean, tell me why. But anyway, moving on, number three. Captain America, the Winter Soldier came out in 2014. Ah. I will admit, before the MCU, I was not a fan of Captain America. He was boring. It was just like he was just like a super strong guy, like. That was it. And he had a shield as a weapon. He just threw it like a fridge when they come back and broke all laws of physics. But it, he, I just, he was just interesting. He's just too, too good. Too, too good of a guy. Good to shoot. It was just perfect. Nice, perfect teeth. I want to punch him in. Who else said that? I think Tony Stark said that. But he was boring me. Long. I like the anti heroes. I like the guy that's got personality issues. You know, like Tony Stark was a ho, but he saved the world. He was the Wolverine, kind of an anti hero, but he saved the world, saved people. But man, when I say Captain America, when the soldiers came on the scene, yeah, I'll say this about the Captain America movies they feel more like spy movies than, you know, just regular comic book movies to me. Yeah, because it's a good guys, bad guy, then there's always some secret society group trying to take over the world. And it's like you gotta do detective work, gotta do spy work. So it's like a spy movie. And that's pretty much what he was in Captain America. He was kind of on a black black ops team, you know, going to see the missions for Shield, who was pretty like a spy operation team, you know what I mean? And kind of find out. It was really being controlled by Hydra. Hell, Hydra. All these years, and S.H.I.E.L.D. was being secret behind the shadows. Hell, being controlled by Hydra. You know what they say? You cut one head off, two grow back. They introduced Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. That everybody thought died in the first place. The first Captain America, the first Avenger, introduced us to him and showed that he got his powers that Tony Stark's Tony Stark's father made. You know, 
that was killed by Bucky Barnes and and Steve Rogers knew it. But he figured it out, you know. But he knew it. He never told Tony. That sucked. You jerk. Tell your best friend. That's civil war. But anyway, this one, it came, man, like top speed chase. They man, Nick Fury, Sam Jackson even got some action, man. They, they were shooting down that super that truck, bro. They just took a pound. They just was super bulletproof and I want one of them things, bro. It's like they was like ramming that junk and it really didn't do no damage. He still got away. They were shooting all kind of machine guns and hand pistols like up close. One, they really didn't do no damage. It took forever. And then you had like then they had like an armor had a big old machine gun that came out. He was shooting with that thing, boy. I need that truck. I mean, I ain't shooting nobody down, but I don't live that life. But it'd be a come handy, like if I have to get in an accident. Okay, I'm good. I'm cool. And the fight scenes between Bucky Barnes and Steve Rogers, bruh, some of the best fight scenes in the MCU, hand down. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm just saying it is. You can agree, you can disagree. I don't care. This was man, that was best friends, and it shows like how the power of love, the power of love. All right, uh, back to the future reference. Steve, man, like, I'm not going to fight you, Bucky. You're my best friend. You got to remember me. And Bucky, he was brainwashed because Hydro brainwashed him and gave him a middle arm after they thought he was dead. And he was doing all these secret missions. Oh, and man, I can't forget Black Widow was in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and they introduced Falcon. Cool, Sam. He got a little action in on there. Fighting with the wings. Can't forget about the elevator fight scene. Steve Rogers, Captain America. Before we get started, anyone want to get off? Like, bro, he was whooping their butt with one hand, literally, because, you know, his hand got that handcuffed and, like, attached to, like, like, a magnet, and it got stuck to the middle wall. He whooped them with one hand. <laughs> he told, it was at least about, like, eight of them in the elevator. He kicked out their butt, and he was on top fighter for the Black Ops team, pretty much, of of S.H.I.E.L.D. Anybody can know the acronym for S.H.I.E.L.D.? I can't think of it. Mm. Oh, well. But, yeah, man, this, that, that, that Winter Soldier, it's just a game changer. That made me, that, I, I say that was the one that made me a fan of Captain America. Made me like him. Because it showed he don't have to get down, bro. He can, he can scrap, he can fight. He can, you can get them hands. They even had George St. Pierre, UFC legend in that thing, throwing hands with Captain America. Y'all, I'm a George St. Pierre fan, too. UFC. Yeah. We'll have to wait. Yeah. Anyway, moving right along, guys. I'm trying to keep this ball rolling because the next two fans, I really want to dive into them. Yes. Because number two, number two, number two, number two. To boo, <clears throat> the Dark Knight, Batman, two thousand eight. This right here, this right here. I really, really didn't think that I could get a better Batman movie than a nineteen eighties version of Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, the Tim Burton Batman movie. I didn't think I would find a Batman movie that I would like more than that. Like, I like Batman 2 or Batman Returns and Batman 
<laughs> Beginning. No, no, Batman Forever and Batman Robin. I don't know things. Don't, don't, I don't want to watch those. Especially Batman and Robin. But man, bro, Dark Knight, this one right here, this one right here took the number one spot on different days, some days. Mm, for Batman movies because, man, I really was like, because the 1980s Tim Burton Batman movies, always, it's still my favorite on certain days. But, this right here, The Dark Knight, the sequel to the Batman Begins movie. Like, they did a good job bringing him back, you know, introducing the Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, the Batman Begins movie. It was a great movie, a good movie. Storytelling game, actually showing how he went through all this training with the League of Shadows. Like, he became Batman and training. And he just didn't, it didn't just, it gave us a backstory. Of course, they showed, you know, his parents got killed and show how tried how he ran away and hid and, and when train prepared and he had he came back and went to save his city. That was dope. I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't go off the bat, they just quickly introduced us to like Joker. They gave us Scarecrow and the League of Shadow Raja Ghoul. But part two, the Dark Knight gives me chills, man. Thinking about it, he leisure, he did a Fabulous job, man, being the joke. Like, I didn't think nobody's going to top Jack Nicholson. But he Ledger did. Why? So serious. I mean, it's a different kind of version of the Joker, but it's a great version. You know, Jack Nicholson, he was more of a kind of a gangster type Joker. You know, crazy, but like a gangster. This Jack, this Joker, was he just want to burn, see the world burn. Didn't really have no care for the money or anything. He's like seeing stuff burning. He went like he didn't have a plan. He had a plan. And I admit the Batman voice was annoying. Who are you? Where is she? Where is Rachel? That voice was like, you just need a cough drop? What's wrong with your voice, son? But the action, the fight scenes, uh, the planning, the plotting. They introduced, even introduced Two Face. They gave us a two-faced that we actually like. Sorry, Tommy Lee Jones took an L with that one, but this two-faced with the coin, how he, you know, accidentally, Batman was trying to say it, but his face got burnt up like it did. Great, great CGI, too, with that makeup. And I just hate he Flesh is not here to, you know, to get out of love and admiration for this acting in for being the Joker. I would love to see him do it. Been in the Dark Knight Rises, but anyway, this movie just from beginning to end, it was like Batman really just ready to retire because they felt like they had their white knight and Harvey Dent, but things change. And the Joker was a master manipulation, he played everybody, he didn't know who to trust. I, I can't just can't expand on how much like this movie just gives me chills thinking about it. And we had the big Batman tank and then transform to the bike. Oh. Oh. And I loved, I love, I just love the Batman and Joker, their hate, love, hate relationship. <laughs> like Batman hates Joker, but Joker just loves Batman. I want to kill him. Just want him to watch since he the whole world burn. And then the funny part when even to blow up the hospital. It's not funny blowing the hospital, but the scene was funny. Like he had the bomb and he had a detonator. Like it, you like what? That's it. 
And he's standing like, oh, that sucks. And then he just boom, blew up. And he's like, ow, he ran and scared. That was funny. Oh, man. He's legend. The nurse outfit is. That's some good birth control right there. Picture that, kids. You picture that. Thank you. And I never want to have sex, especially unprotected. Heath Ledger with the Joker, the Joker makeup in a nurse outfit with that wig. No, no good. That's nothing for me. Nothing at all. That's, that's horrible. That's bad. That's scary. And it's just in Batman Dark Knight, and it's just the, the bank scene. Just great. Like, he had a plan that everybody kill each other. Then he'd be the only one getting the money and get away. Smart man. I don't know what you say. <laughs> anyway, number one. Can anybody guess the number one? Can you guess? Please, 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 guess, 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 please, please. Don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you. Number one. And I don't know if any if people may disagree with me, but this will, to me, will always be the sequel of Better Than the Original. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. 1991. This right here, this was like one of the first sci-fi action sequels that really was better than the original. But I'm not saying the first Terminator movie was bad or anything. That was a classic. It's still a classic. It's a good movie. I don't know. Schwarzenegger is a villain. Terminator. Going back in time. To kill Sarah Connor. Yes. <clears throat> Blew that lady away, dude. And I mean, I love time travel movies. I love action movies. I love cyborg movies. I love early Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like this. Classic movie. How could you go wrong? Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor. Get to the chopper. No. How can you beat that? You want to know how? Terminator 2. Plot twist. Terminator's back. Oh, no. He's trying to kill again. Nope. Now they're trying to get the son, John freaking Carter. But guess what? They managed to get their own Terminator. They come back in time and save him. And this was crazy. The T-1000. He's a villain. But guess what outfit he chooses? Smart. Police officer. Serving the tech. Yeah, I don't know if too many people see police as a good guy right about now in this day and age with everything that goes on, but there's still some good police officers out there, guys, somewhere, you know. Can't all put everybody in the same group because a few bad apples. But anyway, this is 1991, so this man, T-1000, made a liquid metal with the running, the scissor hands running, like, dude, beast that running. So, you don't, like, everybody don't see him as a threat because he's a police officer, sir, protect, he's a hero in a lot of people's eyes. As he's the villain, he's not here to save John Connor, he's here to kill. And he can like transform the people and he touch, make contact and touch them like his hands, like he just look at them, he can transform into them. He turn us like sharp objects. But then the plot twist came in. Oh, so by this time, he don't look like it because the little outfit in Harley Davidson, but he would do any and everything to protect John Connor, and he did. He did. Even so much that, you know, he's like, I, I can't live in this world, especially after the ass kicking I got from the T-1000. He's like, okay, go ahead and destroy me and drop me in this hot liquid magma. Lava. Hot liquid lava. Yes. 
Okay. Any Austin Powers fans? Yeah. I could add that to the list. Dang. The spot who shagged me was better than the first one. Honorable mention. Then we're back to Terminator 2. The action, this special effects, that fight scenes, the stunts, the plot twist. Come with me if you want to live. That's when that line was iconic in the first two films. After that, it was just a cash grab. You know, just something they say, but also the next said that to Sarah Connor, come with me if you want to live. She went with them. So, guys, these are five, 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 five movie sequels. Better than the original. Bye. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys can think of any other than my honorable mention, Austin Paris, The Spy Who Shagged Me, any movie sequel that was better than the original, let your boy Kale Breezy know. Come on in the Kale's world and let me know. We can talk about it. We can debate. I'm always up there hearing your thoughts. You know, so. Remember, guys and girls, boys and girls, children of all ages, here in Kale's world, it's a safe place. One love, and I'm out. <laughs>